What up, what up, what up? What up, everybody? It's your girl, Marquita, but they like to call me Who Miss Hollywood. You're tuning to another episode of So Hollywood, the podcast. Hey, yay. Is it me? Or is it hiding here? Uh-huh. Mm, mm. Is it me? Or is it hiding here? Uh-huh. Oh. So Hollywood. So Hollywood. So Hollywood. Ha-ha. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. It's time to get ignorant. The Hollywood lights are bright. Let's get right for a little bit. Uh-huh. The so let's go and bump it a little bit. Let's celebrate like it's going to end in a little bit. Uh-huh. What? Fought for nothingness. KK produce more hotness. Uh huh. Yeah. So Hollywood. So Hollywood. So Hollywood. Mm, 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 mm. Is it me or is it? I said, mmm, 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 is it me or is it? <laughs> hey, 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 what up, everybody? It's your girl, Marquita, but they like to call me Who Miss Hollywood, and you're tuned into yet another episode of So Hollywood, the podcast. <laughs> Thank you guys, everybody, for tuning in and for taking this opportunity to like, share, and subscribe to this video as well as to www.allofhollywood.biz. But if you don't know, I'm going to tell you so. So Hollywood, the podcast is a platform where everyone is treated equally, and I bring them together with this thing called entertainment. Entertainment. And we back. So, yes, I'd like to do a recap. Recap is episode 69, in which you can see it on my Instagram page page but i had a gentleman by the name of mario he is the ceo and creator of reckless excuse me reckless clothing uh he is a designer he is the co-creator of men's fashion week creator of reckless clothing intimate apparel which is reckless after dark you can follow him at r-e-c-k-l-e-s-s-71 um and you can catch the latest episode of so hollywood the podcast on your favorite podcast streaming platform as well as here on instagram i will be switching platforms here shortly because instagram be fucking up If you want to be a guest, go to www.allofhollywood.biz. And without further ado, I like to bring my special guest to the forefront. Um, he is an entrepreneur, speaker, a trainer. Um, he's currently in the Dallas area, food lover, traveler, and he has <clears throat> he has dealings with Marty's Jewels by Tracy Lynn. Um, he is a master graduate of Florida Institute of Technology. Uh, and without further ado, episode number 70, we have Marty Mar. <laughs> Let's see. There we go. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. <laughs> How are you doing today? Not too bad. How are you? <laughs> I'm, I'm doing good. You know, it's always something that happens within this 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 time frame when you're trying to do something good you know it's it's always something that goes down but it's all good so we're yeah. here we're here we finally well, you, made it 
<laughs> exactly, exactly. You know, you know, they say you learn something new every day. Every day. And today I learned <laughs> that you cannot go live off Instagram on your computer. <laughs> they need to make that an option, though. I've been trying to get them to do that forever because that'll be so convenient. Like you don't have you'll have if, your phone, you'll have your computer. You can do both at the same time, you know. Exactly. And that was kind of what my plan was. So <laughs> sorry about that. <laughs> we we mess up. And, and you know, I, I feel the same way because I'm just like, wait, I don't know that. But then at the same time, I, I did because I've been trying to do it for a while, but it's all good. Um, So, yeah. yes, we're going to we're going we're gonna to start this interview off with a with a good as <laughs> a good aspect to it. <laughs> so, um. Let's get into it. Uh, I like to always ask my guests, uh, how did this thing called entertainment enter your life? Like, when do you re- when did you like experience your first in- taste of entertainment? That's a good question. Um, <laughs> I would have. I see the the challenge is okay. entertainment is such a general word, right? And Everyone's definition of entertainment uh, can be different. Um, Correct. (laughs) And so that's what makes it challenging. It's like, where do I want to go with this? The the stories are all (laughs) popping into my head. Um, You can go, you can go, you can keep it PG. You can go, you know, you can... (laughs) Understand, understand. Um, I guess to me, when when you think, when I think of entertainment, I would I would think of it more in the classical definitions of you know music, TVs, movies, um, etc., etc. And uh, so within that realm, okay, I'm gonna have to say. I've always been a, a you know a huge fan of music, right? And I, I think music is is wonderful. Um, I, I have I'll start by saying I have absolutely no artistic talent <laughs> whatsoever. Uh, and so, like you know, not that there's regrets or anything in life, but right. you know, if I could kind of choose to have something else in life. It would be some musical talent because I, I, I just I think music. Uh, so many times you'll hear a song and it just takes you to a moment in your life. Right. Uh, it'll make you smile. It'll make you cry. It'll make you laugh. Uh, and, and very few things can you really say. Right. So back to your original question. <laughs> uh, my first memory of entertainment was when I was really really young um my guess would be because i think the song came out in 1974 so i would have had to be uh about four years old my favorite song uh was a song called uh uh blind blind man in the bleachers blind man in the bleachers. yeah it was one of those classic 70s uh, storytelling song mm-hmm. and it was all about uh, a man who uh, a blind man who 
who would sit up in the bleachers every Friday night at the local high school football game mm-hmm. while his son uh, played, but his son was never no good. He was never good, <laughs> never got in the game. Right, right. But the blind man, you know, was always there. Right. And um, it, uh, the one Friday night, the kid looks up, the blind man isn't there. Mm. And so the team's getting killed. Halftime, they go in. The kid disappears. Someone sees him talking on the phone. The uh, the second half comes on, mm-hmm. and the, the kid comes running out of the locker room late, runs up to the coach, and goes, Coach, you got to let me in the game. Mm. And doesn't even listen for the coach to answer. Goes running on the field, leads the team to a comeback victory. Wow. And then after the game, the coach goes, you know, what was it that made you play so well? And um, the kid said, you know, you know, my dad's blind, uh, but tonight he passed away. Wow. And it's the first time that my father has seen me play. And as you can tell, I'm choking up. I can't right. even tell the story oh. of the song without choking up, you know, because like I'm a, I have a very strong relationship with my dad and stuff mm-hmm. like that. To me, that it just hits home right. on so many levels. Right. Um, and so that was kind of like, Really, when I think back to entertainment and how it impacts you, that was really one of the first uh, instances that I can think of. And I, I want to say that was the first like record <laughs> wow. that I actually bought when I was a kid. Now, like I said, I was a, I was a little kid, and I want to say it was 1974 when that song came out. Right. Right. But, uh, Let me see. I think it says I was I was googling it as you. Uh, oh, were well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it's one you haven't heard. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. Okay, no, it's on YouTube. I was on YouTube. My bad. So I, I'll check it out. I'll play it at the end yeah. of this. Is as uh, I can't even get my words together. <laughs> at the end of this episode, I'll make sure that this song is uh definitely up there, dedicated for your first uh, entertainment experience. <laughs> Well, thank you, thank you. <laughs> no problem. So, um, and with that being said, um, I know a, entertainment wasn't like your real big upbringing. So, what was or when? What was that transition for you to um to where you are now? I guess like what was your upbringing? Do you remember like um like your school and what? and stuff like that? Go ahead. So I think this is a case where, again, if you expand the definition of entertainment out a right, little bit, right. uh, I said I had no um, artistic skills, <laughs> okay, okay. But, I was an a- but I was an athlete. Okay, all uh, right, all right. I was a, re- I was a wrestler um, okay. and a football player. Okay. Uh, you know, started competing in wrestling when I was like seven years old through college. So I wrestled competitively for 15 years. Wow. Um, and, and again, to me, that, that is entertaining because I mean, to this day, I will, uh, you know, occasionally go, like my dad goes to the NCAA, you know, national tournament every year. A lot of years I'll fly out and, you know, watch, watch it with him. Um, I used to, when I lived in Virginia beach, uh, I actually volunteered to coach at Salem high, you know, uh, cause I lived, I lived out there by Salem high. Okay. And I, I would, you know, just a volunteer coach uh, would help out there, uh, you know, and obviously enjoy going to the matches and all that. So, you know, sports as an entertainment really is how I think 
I got where, you'd say okay. into the okay. into the entertainment world okay. uh, was through sports. And again, wrestled through college. Um, you, you know, I, I went to uh, the Naval Academy for college, yes. and so Army Army Navy. You know, huge, huge, huge. Uh, so with that side of it. Because we haven't seen, we I mean, we see the 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 military. Uh, they have different groups and bands and stuff like that as well. So, were you ever a part of that side of it as well, or were you you didn't touch any no. of that aspect of no? Because the, the, again, I, I have when I say zero <laughs> zero, like like trust me, like when I when and, and the funny thing is, you know, I'm one of those guys that when I'm around house, around friends, I'm going to sing the song anyway. Right. And everyone's like, please shut the fuck up. You know? (laughs) Right. And most of the time, they're not even that nice about it. Right. (laughs) So (laughs) it's, uh, it's so bad that like, (laughs) I understand what the words mean, Mm -hmm. but things like pitch and tone, like I have no, <laughs> like I love to watch the voice. The voice is a great, great show. Yeah. And they start talking about all that stuff and it just goes, look, like it, to me, it sounds good or it doesn't sound good. I don't understand the, all that little stuff that goes into, into really making it sound right. good. Right. right so right. no, none. <laughs> so how, but how was that? Like, did you even, um, have a chance to witness any of that aspect of it, even though you didn't play a part in it? Like, did you witness it and how was it? Well, uh, actually just reminded me of something, Uh-oh. uh, back in like fourth or fifth grade, I, I went to a Catholic school mm-hmm. and I tried to learn guitar from the nun. So I had a nun trying to teach me <laughs> guitar, uh, <laughs> Needless to say, it didn't go real well because I had totally forgotten about it until you're forcing me wow, to relive some see, of these this, memories. Uh, this is good, though. This is really <laughs> good. <laughs> and the crazy thing is that I still have that guitar at my dad's house up in my old room. That guitar is still there. And, and literally, I probably took 10 lessons and was like, this just isn't going to work. This is not going to work for you. <laughs> not not going to work whatsoever. So, <laughs> so I did actually once try to do it. Okay. Uh, and then again, as, as I'm, 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 you know, you're making me dig back through the memory bank. Uh, I was once in a play in elementary school. Okay. okay. Uh, you, you know, I actually play again. It was a Catholic school. So I played an angel, which again, <laughs> now I'm, I'm surprised I'm not being struck by lightning. Just saying that. Um <laughs> But I played an angel. It was uh, it was a, a play about St. Francis of Assisi. Uh, and I've actually got a, a picture. Uh, and the crazy thing is the, the guy that played St. Francis was a gentleman by the name of Mike Isolino, who went on to play in the NBA. Uh, <laughs> you know, not, he wasn't like a superstar or something in the NBA, right. but like he was one of those, you know, uh, managed to make it. He was a great basketball player. Man, he was a couple of years ahead of me in, mm-hmm. in elementary school. And so literally, I still have a picture somewhere of of him on his knees at St. Francis and I'm the angel blessing him or something. Uh, but again, that's kind of a limit of my that's, of your entertainment. <laughs> attempts right. at entertainment. 
so how how I know um being in in the military is very prominent for you as well. How was that transition to where you are um now with your um cuz cuz as I listed before you're an entrepreneur, you're a speaker, you're a trainer, you're a traveler, a food yeah. lover, you deal with jewelry. So can you elaborate on a little bit of each one of those things and where sure. I, I guess what was your first interaction with what you're doing now, if that makes sense? Like, were you a speaker first? Were you a trainer first? Were you, what were you first? So I, first, obviously, was military. Okay. Uh, so right. when I graduated, you know, when I graduated from high school, I went off to the Naval Academy. Mm-hmm. Um, and and then from there, uh, served eight and a half years active mm-hmm. duty as a submarine officer. So I was on submarines. Wow. Uh, which, again, I could... I can tell stories all day long, uh, but we're only here for a limited time. Right. I messed up some of the time with the technology no, stuff okay. at the beginning. It's so. okay. It's okay. <laughs> but anyway, so it was military first. Uh, then uh, after my time on active duty, I stayed in the reserves. So I'm okay. still in the reserves, but I'm actually retiring soon oh. uh, out of the reserves. So the military has kind of been with me, uh, you know, my whole uh, adult life. I mean, I was eight, uh, I guess 19, I was 19, you know, when I went off to the Naval Academy and, wow. and, uh, you know, so it's been with me through it all in some fashion, you know, former fashion. Right. Uh, so, I mean, that, that's impacted everything. Right. And my first real case of, um, the, the teaching and the mentorship, uh, and even speaking mm-hmm. was in the military. Uh, so I, uh, I was on a submarine for three and a half years. Uh, and then I, uh, they're in Norfolk. Uh, and then I went to, uh, my shore duty, uh, which was teaching anti-submarine warfare. So I went off to instructor school in the Navy and stuff. So I was a certified Navy instructor Uh and I discovered that I truly have a passion Mm. for, for teaching um, and I think I come by that honestly because my dad was a high, was a was a teacher for thirty six years. He was a teacher and a wrestling coach for thirty six years. Wow! Okay. So I, I think you know I, I naturally got some of that from him, mm-hmm. but but have always ever since that moment uh, enjoyed uh, being in front of a class or in front of a group, speaking, teaching, um, etc. So get out of the Navy, uh, looking for something to do. Uh, I'm an engineer, a mechanical engineer by degree. Okay. Uh, and then while I was in on shore duty there in the Navy, I got my, uh, my MBA. So came time to look for, you know, jobs in the civilian world. And I really kind of managed my interviews and stuff really well. So that I had four written job offers on the table at the same time. Uh, three of them were engineering jobs. Uh, one of the three engineering jobs was Ford wanted me to go design engines for, uh, and everyone thought I was going to take that job, right? (laughs) Right. Because, you know, I'm a car guy, you know, I'm a dude, it's Ford. It had a nice signing, but it was the most money, nice signing bonus. Uh, but one of the four jobs was a commercial job with the silicones business of GE. Okay. And that's the one I wound up taking, and it, and it kind of surprised everybody. Uh, but I, because I love people, right. I love interacting with people, dealing with people. 
Uh, you know, as an engineer, that's not really, you know, what you do. Right. <laughs> you right. know, you, your, your focus is more on, on numbers and computers and things like that and, and, and less on people. Right. Uh, once you rate, rise up in engineering management and stuff, it's a different. Fine, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Different. But initially, especially they were hiring me as a job to be a, you know, design engineer. So right. um, it, it, I wound up saying, you know what? I can always go back to engineering. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to try my hand at, at the commercial side of the business. Okay. So I moved up to Albany, New York, where the silicone business at GE was headquartered, went to work from them. That's how I got to Texas because they moved me. Okay. Uh, eventually to Texas to take over a sales territory down here. Okay. Uh, and then I, I stayed with them for a while uh, and a whole bunch of people that I had worked with at GE wound up going to a company in the air conditioning industry. Okay. And so I basically followed them over and I've been in the air conditioning industry ever you know since in wow. sales. And I've, I've changed jobs multiple times. Uh, right now I'm actually an independent sales rep uh, in the in the air conditioning industry. Wow! Uh, so I represent multiple manufacturers uh, in the industry. You know, all all related products, nothing overlap, uh, et cetera, et cetera. So you know, that's kind of the sales progression of that. Mm-hmm. And then uh, how I got involved in the Tracy Lynn stuff. Yes, yes. that's I was, think where was, we cross paths at that moment. That's where we cross. Yep. That's right, exactly. That's that's where we cross paths. Yep. Um, most of my, uh, not most, but but a good portion of my uh, non-Navy adult life, mm-hmm. I've been involved in uh, some sort of network marketing mm-hmm. type of business. Okay. Um, and to be honest with you, uh, most of the time it's because of the product. Like I, believe it or not, I was a pampered chef. For when I lived in Virginia Beach, I was a pampered chef. Really? Uh, yeah, I used to go in and do the cooking parties in people's homes and stuff that. like that. Wow. Yeah, so I was a pampered chef because I love the product. I love to cook, uh, and pampered chef has you know phenomenal products, and so it was a good deal for me to get in the product. Right. But I also have always loved having kind of that side, you know, that side business. Right. right. Um, you know, multiple streams of income right. always a good thing. Right. Uh, besides that, um, you know, having always had been blessed with good, you know, corporate jobs or mm-hmm. jobs and making a good income, you know, the tax benefits of having your own business are great. You know, mm-hmm. being able to write off, uh, <laughs> all kinds of, right. of things. Right? right. So, you know, uh, it's always been kind of a, a dual purpose with me, uh, when I've had those businesses. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, I fell off the pampered chef stuff when I moved to Texas. And so I'd gone through a period uh, where I really hadn't had one and I was kind of looking or, you know, thinking about it. Mm-hmm. And, um, I don't know if you ever met, uh, Tulane Barnes, uh, with, with, with Tracy and she's the one that got me into it. it uh, and she was posted on her Facebook, you know, Tracy Lynn jewelry, fabulous, mm-hmm. all that. Yeah. Well, she lived at the time she lived up in, um, in the DC area, okay. uh, Virginia, Northern Virginia. Okay. And, um, she was coming to Texas to do an event. And, uh, it was a pretty big event. It was at the, uh, the, the convention center in Fort Worth. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so like hundreds and hundreds of vendors, 
all that stuff. Right. And so I said, hey, I'm going to come over, you know, and see you one night after work. And so I, I wander over there <laughs> and and I'm walking through, you know, the, the convention center with vendor tables everywhere. And I get over to her table and I just notice like it's constant flow right. of people. Right. Just people coming, people coming. And uh, I'm standing around looking. There's a jewelry table over there. There's a jewelry table over there. People come, you know, the people are dragging their friends back, you right. know, to this table to check out this bling and wow. and all that. And I'm thinking, okay, <laughs> I'm a dude, right? Right. <laughs> I know I know nothing about fashion. I know nothing about jewelry, <laughs> but I know a good business when I see one. Right, right. And and so uh, you know, she was packing up for the night. I said. Let's talk about this. Let's, uh, I'm taking you to dinner. We're gonna. I'm taking you to dinner. We're gonna. We're gonna have a little discussion gonna... here. <laughs> I know that's right. I know that's right. <laughs> and 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 so you know, we went out to dinner. She kind of explained the ins and outs of the business, and basically, I signed up that night. And uh, yeah, really, really glad I did. Uh, went, you know, really hardcore in it for a while yeah um, sure. and uh you know and then that that's that's you know how i how i met you and, and all that right. uh and then through that so i'm gonna I'll branch off a little bit yeah. it, it's funny how it all connects that's what together, i'm saying this really. whole podcast is crazy to me yeah. everything is full and, circle and that's dope but go ahead <laughs> and so through that obviously in a direct sales business you know uh speaking mm-hmm. uh giving training, you know, so I, I obviously just jumped in, loved it all. Um, and then as I grew in leadership in the business, mm-hmm. you know, Dr. Lynn herself, who is a motivational speaker, mm. you know, a professional motivational speaker, okay. um, you know, started putting me on, on bigger stages and stuff to wow. speak. Uh, and then through her, I wound up meeting Les Brown. Okay. And attending some of Les Brown's, you know, classes. I've met a lot of other great speaking, like Andy Enriquez, mm. uh, a lot of other good speaking coaches. So I, I started, you know, self-improvement right. is something that we all should be doing, you know, all the time. Yes. And yes. and anybody that thinks they know it all, <laughs> you know, are going to be stuck where they're at, you know, forever. They're going to get a rude only, awakening. <laughs> yeah, I mean... You always should be striving to, to better yourself, For you sure. know, in, in, in one way or another, you know, and there's lots of ways to do it. For sure. Uh, so there, there for a while, I really kind of dedicated myself to, you know, the whole uh, improving my, my speaking ability and right. skill and uh, public speaking and stuff like that. So, you know, kind of went down that pipeline for a while, mm-hmm. you know, again, was doing a lot of it in, in conjunction with Tracy Lynn. Um, and then, I don't know, about, four or five years, uh, how long am I doing this current role? Probably about five years ago now, mm-hmm. uh, switched into this current job in the air conditioning industry where I'm an, I'm an independent uh, manufacturer sales rep. So it's technically, I'm not running my own business, but I, you know, I'm, I'm connected to an agency, but for the most part, I'm running my own business. Right. Uh, you know, I, I'm in control of my own time and figuring out customers and, and, you know, where I want to focus, how I want to grow, right. all that, that kind of stuff. And, and it, it's been a really good ride, but it's, I focus a lot more on that 
and have and have put the uh, you know the jewelry stuff a, a little bit to the side. Still active, still involved. Because mm-hmm. uh, the other thing was my reserve stuff kind of picked up because I wound up oh. attached to a reserve unit that, that I'm currently attached to right now that I really really enjoy uh, what I do because one of my responsibilities is. When uh, when there are hurricanes and natural disasters and the military responds, right. um, I'm part of the planning cell for oh. the U.S. Navy. Uh, and so I help plan the Navy's response. So it's real. Like, for, right. for example, Hur- Hurricane Harvey. Right. Okay. Um, I was actually at uh, Tyndall Air Force Base. Working with the Air Force, I was basically one of the Navy liaisons there mm. at the Air Force Base, helping to coordinate the Navy Air Force response to Harvey. And, and we were literally, uh, you know, we had people there who were on, you know, searching social media as people were stranded on roofs. Wow. And, and we, we would then, you know, direct that to the helicopters flying around. You know, it's so like when you're impacting people's lives of like course, that. Of course, of course. It's... Definitely something that's really rewarding. Mm-hmm. So I've really enjoyed that part of the Navy in the reserves that I'm doing. And so I, you know, I've done a lot. I've been busier on the reserve side mm-hmm. and then busier on the job side. So the, you know, the jewelry side is, you know, slowed down a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's kind of the beauty of the direct sales, you know, network marketing type of businesses. Mm-hmm. You, they can ebb and flow with you in your life mm-hmm. uh, as you. <laughs> are busier or, or less busy, you know, now granted you're going to get out of it, what you put into it, right. like anything, like anything in life. Right. But I'm like, like a brick and mortar business that, um, you know, you've got inventory, you've got to work right. or, or, or you're going under, right. you know, the, the network marketing thing you can, you know, uh, now granted over that time, I pretty much lost most of my team. You know, one time I had a, a, a team of, uh, I don't know, you know, like probably 50, 60 people under me, what? you know, yeah, I had a pretty big, you know, I'd risen, uh, to a, you know, up to the ranks of, a, of right. Tracy land. And, right. you know, I had a pretty large team under me. Right. Uh, and again, the thing about network marketing is, you know, it, it, it's a churn type business. People come in and everyone expects instant results. Mm. Um, but you rarely get instant results in anything in life, right? I mean, mm-hmm. you've got to put the work in and you got to grind and you got to work. And so a lot of people, <laughs> right? Uh, you know, when, when the reality, the rubber hits the road, uh, they tend to, they tend to drop off and stuff like that. And, uh, and a lot of people let life's excuses and stuff get in the way and, yeah. and hamper their dreams. Really. I mean, let's forget about direct sales, but, but their dreams in general, right. right? You just can't let life. I mean, life is going to happen no matter what. I mean, look at the last two years. I mean, if, right. if that <laughs> is an example of, of life happening, you know, right. how many people's uh, business, you know, you see on the news all the time, people started their, you know, started a restaurant or something right. like March of last year. I mean, <laughs> yeah. that's just horrible timing, but, yeah. but you know, the good ones, figure out a way let's go take out let's go you know you figure out a way to adapt and overcome right, you know right, right. and speaking, and, and it, it's speaking of important. speaking of that how did you adapt and overcome what you're doing now well 
pretty fortunate uh, living in Texas. Mm-hmm. Um, you pretty much need air conditioning. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> and, 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 and in some ways, you could say the, having everyone quarantined at home was even better for business because okay. your air conditioning breaks when you got the house full of kids and everybody at home. Got to have You're it. getting that fixed. You're, you're getting yeah. it fixed, right? Yeah. Uh, so, you know, obviously overall essential business you know mm-hmm. but me going around making sales calls and, and you know talking to customers and all that kind of stuff you know didn't happen you know mm-hmm. uh, had to had to do the zooms i mean a million zoom calls emails but phone they were calls. still they were um, still coming so, in you didn't have to phys- yeah, physically yeah. go and get uh, them right now you had to, they were literally just all coming in for the most part yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, you could work your business and grow your business. You know, again, you found other ways. Right. And in some ways, I'll say that I was probably in some ways more productive, mm. you know, last year during the real lockdown period. Mm-hmm. Uh, because, again, as a sales guy, right, uh, I'm going to go see a customer. Then I'm going to get out and drive. And, and I don't know how much you know about Dallas and Houston traffic and stuff like that. Oh. <laughs> but it, it pretty much. Like it Atlanta, sucks, right? just like so, Atlanta. <laughs> it is, it is. Um, man, I got an Atlanta traffic store. Uh-oh, <laughs> uh-oh. <laughs> uh, but, you know, you so you wind up taking 45 minutes to get to the next customer, an hour to get to the next customer. And sure, you can make a phone call or two while you're driving. Right. Uh, but I found, you know, when, boom, you're stuck there at the computer all day. Now you, you email me, I can email you right back. Right. Boom, boom, boom. Where a lot of times, uh, I didn't get to my emails until the end of the day, the next morning. Uh, you know, and a lot of times customers would then um, find another way. You know, mm-hmm. they'd call customer service, or mm-hmm. uh, you know, they'd go find some other way around them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so in some ways, I was just being there at the computer all day, where I could respond to things real quick. Uh, you know, easier to get on the phone with people. Uh, the Zoom thing was was great because. I, very few things did you have to present in person. Mm. You know, most of the time you put together a PowerPoint and you can do a pretty good job. Again, in some ways, your presentation was more effective than just walking into a customer with some literature and showing it right. to them. Uh, so again, you learn to adapt and overcome and figure out ways. And, and again, I think in some ways it was more productive. Mm-hmm. But being that there's a there's a part of sales that's relationship oriented, uh, I think you do lose that. So it was nice when I was able to start traveling again to help, you know, rebuild, reestablish, uh, and build new relationships with with customers. So, mm-hmm. and speaking but, of um, traveling, like I see you do a lot of traveling, and you're a food lover. Can you kind of elaborate yeah. on? And some of those travels and what you, you know, what you come across as far as like food yeah, so and stuff like that. Love both of those things. <laughs> love, love, love both of those things. I think, you know, I, I encourage people to try. And like, the great thing about this country mm-hmm. is there is so much, like you could spend your life traveling in this country and really not see it all. Like you don't have to go mm real far. So 
I encourage people to, to, to get out, travel, no matter what your income level is. You do what you, if it's just a two hour drive into the mountains or something, you know, there's something within a couple hours of you that is worth checking out and seeing, you know, mm-hmm. go explore. Uh, it's tremendous. Yeah. Now I've been blessed enough that I've been to all the four states. Um, what? Yeah. All the four. <laughs> <laughs> oh so I'm amazing. really looking to get those last four done. You know, I've been to you know all kinds of places around the world, and a lot of that. You know, the military is great for that. Right, the okay. military is great to travel. I've been blessed again. The military has helped my travel, uh, especially when I was at one point one of my jobs. I was a national sales manager for a company, mm-hmm. so I ran the whole U.S. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I've been regional sales managers where my region is anywhere been like Texas and the surrounding states to I've had one third, like the central third of the country. Mm-hmm. At one point, I had a territory that was uh, basically, you know, Texas over to like Texas, Oklahoma over to Florida. So kind of oh. draw that, you know, that little map there. You know, one time I had Arizona, you know, I kind of had Texas over to Arizona, like in different parts of my career, right. I've had different sales territories. So, I, you know, a lot of that, I've done a lot of traveling for work through the military. Uh, but I do a lot of my own. Um, and so I guess one of the stories I'll tell mm-hmm. was last year, obviously being locked down, driving me absolutely <laughs> bonkers, right? So it got to be August. You know, the cases are coming down a little bit mm-hmm. and I'm bouncing off the wall. Like, I got to go somewhere. Right. And I'm like, where can I go that there's not a lot of people? And so. Uh, a buddy of mine had mentioned something about Idaho. So I get on Google, the Google machine, you know, and right. I, I Google up Idaho and what's there to do. And and I wound up putting, you know, I'm also a long, when I travel, I'm a long weekend kind of guy. Right. Um, okay. It okay. works, you know, it works best with work. You know, you maybe, right. a, you know, a Friday, Friday, Monday thing, you know, you just right. three, four days someplace. Doesn't disrupt work too, too much. Right. Um, you know, so unless I'm going somewhere far or something, you know, that, that needs me to take a week off and do the big long, I'd rather take, you know, like a monthly, um, <laughs> monthly long weekend than okay. I would, okay. you know, just take seven, you know, a week off or two weeks off once a year, you know, to like go on vacation. Okay. Um, so anyway, uh, flew up into Boise, drove over to, uh, Twin Falls, Idaho, mm-hmm. and there's a waterfall. It's right along the Snake River, and there's a waterfall there called the Soshone Falls or something like that. Mm-hmm. And they say it's as big as Niagara Falls. It's a it's an amazing waterfall, yeah. Wow. Wow. And so did that, kayaks on the river some, and then the next day, about an hour and a half away from there, is a place called Craters of the Moon. Yeah. <laughs> and it's this area that I don't know, thousands and millions of years ago, whatever, lava just erupted. So, I mean, it's literally hundreds of miles. It's a national park of just black lava. Oh, what? What? And I think they call it Craters of the Moon because they actually like train like the original astronauts, like the guys that walked on the moon back right. in the 60s, yeah. like actually went there and trained and stuff. Uh, and it was just nothing but hiking and, and, and stuff, but it was gorgeous because right. it was all this black volcanic rock and just some of the, 
you know, the lava flows and the way they freeze up and right. stuff. Uh, so that was fascinating. And then the next day went like an hour and a half in the other direction to these sand dunes. So here you are in the middle of Idaho, <laughs> farmland, you know, they're growing potatoes all around you. Right, right. And you're driving down the road, farm, 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 300 foot sand dunes out of nowhere. What? <laughs> and so you go, you climb up on the sand dunes and stuff, and they, they, uh, <laughs> we did it. I did it kind of in the evening because they say that you see the stars out there is beautiful, right? Because there's not there's not a light anywhere, right? So you get, right. To, but then the night, of course, that I go, it was overcast and there were no stars. <laughs> um, but still, I mean, it was just amazing. And one of these days, I need to research how those sand dunes got there. Yeah, because like they're they're tall. Little, they're like 300 foot high, two, 300 foot high. Like people, like people take sleds up them and they, they, they ride down them. Oh my goodness. What? Like I said, you're driving through farmland in Idaho and suddenly <laughs> sand dunes. First it's, it's lava rocks. Then you're going to Idaho through, through potatoes. So, I mean, that, that, but that, that's kind of my point, right? I right. mean, Idaho, who, 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 who the fuck? For sure. Who would have ever thought that that would be an idol? Like, yeah, yeah. People definitely have to get out and travel and 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 get get more comfortable with their surroundings and just be open minded. Because that's another thing that people are not are open minded, right? And and you yeah. look, you seem like you're a go getter. You just love to have an amazing time. You know, you love to I, to, to surround yourself with nothing but great. So that's amazing. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Surround yourself with people that want to have fun. Um, really, probably my number one philosophy in life mm-hmm. is who you're with is more important than what you do. Mm. You can, I mean, think about this for a second. Whatever your favorite activity is, you do that activity with the wrong person, they're going to ruin that that experience for you. Whereas if you're with the right people, you can do some crazy shit that you never ever thought you'd enjoy, right? Yes. But you enjoy it because you're with the right people. Right. You're absolutely Who you're right. with is always more important than what you do. Mm, I was going to say, I was going to tell you to leave a motivational <laughs> quote at the end, but you Sorry, already... I dropped it too early yeah, on you. Yeah, you already dropped <laughs> Because I see your Snapchat and I'm just like, it's so much motivation and just so much like brightness and your aura is amazing. And just I just want to say, keep up the good work because people are watching. I'm watching and I'm just like, bro, I want to go there. I want to eat that. What is that? I don't know what that is, but I want (laughs) whatever it is. I want it. So how did you become a foodie? Because I know you mentioned that you used to do um, chef. You used to chef. Yeah. So So how did that become about? It's interesting mm-hmm. because believe it or not, I'm actually a very picky eater. When I was a kid, I was a re- like I was re- I was one of those kids that ate like five things, right? Oh. And uh, my uh, my mom tried tried, but then eventually gave up because like she used to make me sit at the table, you know, until I ate whatever <laughs> she was cooking, right? Uh, and I'd sit there all night. They'd turn the lights out on me. You know, and eventually it'd be bedtime and they'd have to be like, I like, <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. So eventually she gave up on that, you know, trying to force me to eat stuff <laughs> right. that, that I didn't want. 
And uh, so uh, I, I'm still, I am a relatively picky eater. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I love, I love. And what I don't, right. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm really not going to play around with. But I will explore within within my, you know, within my realm. Like, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a meat eater. I, I really don't eat much vegetables. Not a big <laughs> seafood seafood guy or, or, you know, there's a lot of things. Right. But, you know, speaking, like last night, though, for example, I'm not a big seafood guy. Mm-hmm. And uh, part of it takes part of its texture. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, shrimp lobster, I'm a huge texture guy. I just don't like the texture. Like, it's not that it tastes bad. Mm-hmm. Like, I, that, I don't even know how to describe that right. sponginess or yeah. whatever that you get yeah. out of don't I mean I don't like it. but anyway so I was at a business dinner and we were at a not, not really nice place in Houston seafood restaurant right so like I didn't have a lot a ton of options and we had a steak the night before so really the only non seafood thing was steak at this place mm-hmm. but uh, they had the lobster fried rice Ooh. and uh, yeah I figured okay I love fried rice right. I'm not a huge fan of lobster but you know worst case. I can pick out the lobster, right. you know, and, and I'll be good. <laughs> well, no, I mean, it was delicious. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but it was funny. They actually, there was some lobster chopped up in the fried rice, but then it came with two fried lobster tails. Oh. Uh, it was in my story. It might not have gone away I yet. So you might want to check out yeah. my Instagram story uh, <laughs> because I did post it uh, last night. Uh, but speaking of Instagram technical difficulties, my stories don't last 24 hours anymore. They disappear after about 18 or so. Yeah. Yeah. Instagram it's is. It's been that way for a long time. And I have done, literally, I filled out the little help thing on Instagram, like, I want to say 15 times. <laughs> and I've never heard back from them and they've never fixed it. Come on, Instagram. So, get your shit together. <laughs> I don't blame you for moving platforms. <laughs> but. Uh, I guess with all the travel and stuff and, and, you know, uh, I, I, you know, I learned I'm half Italian. So probably my love Mm, of food comes from, you know, the Italian heritage. Uh, and and that's where, you know, I learned to cook watching my mom and grandma and and, and all that. And I, I love to cook. Um, and then just love to eat. Again, maybe this will be my my nugget that I drop on you. Uh-oh, you know? uh-oh. Uh, again, a, a life philosophy is life is too short not to eat well. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and um, because I think you either some people uh, just eat to live, mm. and then some people live to eat, and I'm in the latter, of course. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, to me, food is a celebration of life. Yes. You know, and and, and, and I literally a, a, approach it that way. Uh, you know, when I'm eating something that's amazing, I'm sure my face is making, you, you know, people <laughs> are probably looking, what the heck? I is, dance, this, I is this guy I having sing. a seizure? <laughs> yes. <laughs> if it's really good and if it's something that I've had my mouth set for a long time, I'm, yeah. da- I'm dancing. I'm, they're going to be like, that food must be good. Yep. It sure is. I'm yeah, one of those. No, that, <laughs> mm-hmm. That's crazy. That that that's me too. So you know, anytime I'm eating anything good, I've got it. Um, you know, meat. I'm a meat eater, carnivore. Uh, all uh, all kinds. Uh, I've eaten many of God's good creatures. Mm. 
Don't don't so answer I, that I, yet because I have an I have a segment called Top Five, and that was actually one of my questions uh, oh, for okay, you. So okay. don't I won't, I won't get into that. <laughs> That's actually up here. But then next. I have a sweet. But yeah, go ahead. Yes, you do have sweets. <laughs> I have a yeah, yeah sweet yeah. tooth for you know. Uh, I don't know, like when we were talking about pictures uh, that one last night of that sweet roll. Did you see the size of that yes. sweet roll and the, that picture I said? Yes. <laughs> It's literally a five-pound sweet roll. It comes from a, a place called Lulu's Bakery in, in San Antonio, mm-hmm. and they're famous for this five-pound sweet roll. Wow. Uh, what are you going to do with that? A, what would you do with Eat it. it. Eat it. <laughs> a five-pound. <sighs> That's a lot. Cinnamon roll, yeah. That's a lot. That, that's, but when it's good, it's, it's not. That's in the I normally I don't eat it in one. <laughs> hey, I don't eat it in one sitting at least. Oh, okay, okay. That well, that's a different story. But it'll take me about twenty. You say what? <laughs> it'll take me about twenty four hours or so. To, <laughs> it'll take me about twenty four hours to eat a five pound cinnamon roll. Ooh, that's a lot of sweetness. Mm-mm-mm-mm. But mm-hmm. I, but go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I was going to say, that's one of the things that, uh, you know, people have a dessert or something and they'll go, man, that's too sweet, you know? Yeah. Those words have never come out of my mouth. Really? Oh, really. Uh, One of the things I I can, right now, I can go to my my, uh, pantry, grab a a tub of Betty Betty Crocker frosting Mm -hmm. and get a spoon and I can just eat the whole thing right here in front of you. Mm -mm. Nope. Nope. Mm-mm. I can't do I can do sweets, but I'm not like a every day I got to have something sweet or, you know, I got to have dessert after every meal. Are you that type of person as well? Or do you have to have yeah, dessert? after? Pretty much. Yeah, I've, I've, <sighs> I've got to have I can do it without a meal. Like it doesn't have to normally be like right after the meal, like <laughs> with the meal. Right. But sometimes. you know, I've got to, you know, maybe go somewhere, get some ice cream later or <laughs> Um, I keep a stack. Lately, I've been the old-fashioned York peppermint patty. Mm. I keep a stack of them at the house, and you know, maybe sometime in the evening, I'll be sitting there and I'll go grab me a peppermint patty, and uh, it's a, a nice way to mint the chocolate. Great little way to <laughs> to, to, to finish the the evening. <laughs> That's like the Olive Garden mints that they give you. Those are those yes. now. I will I will tear some Olive Garden mints up. Now I like those. I don't know what what it is about those, but I I love them. But yeah. <laughs> but um, last but not least, uh, so we can get to our top five questions, five answers. Um, what advice would you give to those that are coming up in um, the field that you are in now and or um, some of the things that you've done in your past life, so to speak, like training and, um, you know, just the things that you've done, like what advice can you give some people? So again, you know, I, I, I enjoy mentorship and, and, you know, all that kind of stuff. So like I'm, I'm constantly, you know, giving advice. I don't know whether it's always yeah. <laughs> wanted or not, but right. uh, most of the time I at least wait till people ask opinions, you know. Uh, but, you know, I'll kind of segment, and again, because I've done some different things. Uh, big fan of the military, you know, as, as an option. 
uh, when you're young and trying to figure out what you're going to do for multiple reasons. One, just the the breadth of experiences and things you get to do in the military, you know, that your normal 18, 20, 22 year old is not doing right. Uh, Also the responsibility that you get, uh, you know, at, at 24 years old, I was in charge of a nuclear powered submarine, you know, with the lives of 134 people resting on my decision. Yeah, you know, like you don't get that type of responsibility in the civilian world mm. <laughs> until you're, you know, a you know, a CEO, a right. vice president, a president, you know, in the military, boom, that stuff gets thrown on you uh, right away. Right away. So definitely a big fan of if you don't know what to do in life, you know, really give serious thought to the military. Uh, now within the military, lately I've been recommending the Coast Guard. Uh, I was Navy, my brother was Navy, my youngest, my baby brother wound up going in the Coast Guard. And I've become a really big fan of the Coast Guard uh, as opposed to the Army, Navy, Air Force, Marines, and now Space Force. Um, and, th- and the biggest reason that I'm a fan of the Coast Guard is in the, in the you know, regular, the other branches, the DOD part of the military, you train for something that you hope you never have to do, right? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Unfortunately, lately in the world, we've been doing way too much of it. But, uh, you know, I was on that submarine three and a half years. You know, we never had to shoot a torpedo at anybody or launch a missile at anybody. Uh, but, you know, but you're always trained to do that, right? right. And so you, you're you always training to do something that you never really get to do. Whereas in the Coast Guard, you get to do what you're trained to do every single day. So I think there's more uh, fulfillment, job satisfaction, kind of, you know, sense of accomplishment, whatever you want to call it. Uh, out of the Coast Guard than you do get the other services. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess my next kind of uh, piece of advice, you know, for, for, for people trying to decide what to do in life mm-hmm. is give sales a chance. Um, so many people have a bad opinion of sales, you know, because they think of used car salesmen and the, yeah. you know, people that come around, knock on your house to try to sell you whatever. Okay. Um, you know, on the, and I'll admit that that kind of retail type selling is, is, is tougher. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you're into the, when you go to the business to business type sales, um, you know, pharmaceutical sales, you know, what I do, software sales, you know, that type of sales thing, it's more about relationship building, mm. uh, almost more customer service, you know, account management mm-hmm. than it is like cold calling trying to twist someone's arm because a business isn't going to like you're not going to convince a business to really buy something that they don't want to buy right you know right, right. chances are they're buying a competitor like what you're trying to do is they're buying a competitors and you're trying to get them to buy yours right, right? Is, right. is what you do mostly it's kind of like the business. entertainment industry at the end of the day when you think about it <laughs> but yeah. it goes hand yeah. in hand but keep going go ahead yeah. So I always tell people, you know, think of that because you can be successful at sales with all different types of personality. You don't need the wild, outgoing personality because <laughs> you may find it hard to believe. Um, but I am kind of a quiet, shy guy. <laughs> <laughs> what? I am, but if, if you take me to a party, mm-hmm. 
where I don't know anybody. Mm-hmm. I'm perfectly happy sitting there in the corner mm-hmm. all by myself, just watching, observing, mm-hmm. being quiet. Now, I'm okay going up and talking. This is like, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm kind of okay both ways. Yeah. Uh, and there are a lot of nights and weekends and stuff that I'm not out and about in the town. Again, I'm perfectly happy sitting at home by myself, watching, you know, the game, right. whatever. Like, I, I don't need it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I'm, so I'm not the most outgoing person in the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not great at small talk. I'm, I'm, I think I'm pretty good at telling stories because mm-hmm. you get me going, I'll tell stories right. all night long, <laughs> all day long. But trying to carry a conversation, you know, with someone, you know, if you're out on a first date or something and they're not talking, then yeah. chances are I'm not like, it's one of those deals. I go on a date and, and she's not real talkative and she's not asking questions. They're going to be a lot of just sitting there staring at each other. Right. <laughs> 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 I've had those. And it was funny. I went out on one. It mm. was one of those deals where a friend, you know, trying to hook me up with a friend. Right. 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 And, and it was, and then I think it was because it was a friend of a friend. Mm-hmm. She wasn't very talkative. Right. So like, I was like, okay, I, I've got to carry this. Right. And so I was trying to tell stories and do stuff. All right. Well, the feedback she gave her friend was, man, he never shuts up. Oh no! <laughs> and it's like I didn't even want. But if I shut up, we just we're, we're just sitting, sitting there, there staring at right? each other. Like it was like, <laughs> oh, <laughs> you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. It ain't ain't that the truth? So. <laughs> That's crazy. They all want the opposite. Yeah. Men, women will all want the opposite. <laughs> Yeah, yep. but that's all good. But hopefully, you'll have more, uh, better, a better chance sooner than later. <laughs> <laughs> but let's get to our top five, uh, which is five questions, five answers, and they're all um, catered to my guests. So, um, top, okay. top five travels. Where's your top five places to travel? Uh, that I've been, or just. That I want to go, or um, you what? can you can either do you can do where you want to go, where you want to go, where I want to go. Yeah. Um, I've got to. Um, oh, what's the what's the place they always show with the uh, the island that's got all the the over the water things over there? Uh, Key, not Keywood. No, 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 no. Across the world. Oh. Um, Man, my mind's flipping me. Um, anyway, uh, I do want to get to, I want to do more in Europe, um, uh, specifically like England, Ireland, Scotland, um, Germany, um, I, I, uh, Africa. I, I really haven't explored Africa, you know, South Africa, you know, to, to, to explore some of that. Mm-hmm. Um I want to, to be honest with you, I've been to Hawaii, but I want to get back to Hawaii. Okay. Because uh, I was in Hawaii when I was in the Navy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, it'd be a totally, like I wasn't, the summer I was in Hawaii, I wasn't, I was the summer I turned 21. I wasn't even 21 yet. So uh, I'm sure that experience <laughs> that I had in Hawaii <laughs> would be a little different right, <laughs> right. than the experience that I've had now. So I, I definitely need to, you know, 
to, to get back to Hawaii. Okay. Have I hit five yet? No, you got, well, you have two more, but if not, if you, if you don't want to do two more, then that's fine. We can move to the, to the next one. <laughs> I mentioned a whole bunch of countries yeah, there in Europe. Yeah, okay. So yeah, we'll, we'll just. Oh, we'll New just, Zealand, okay. New Zealand, New Zealand, New Zealand, New Zealand, New Zealand. I've, I've been to uh, Australia mm-hmm. and uh, every uh, New Zealander, you know, they call them Kiwis. Every Kiwi that I've ever met has been the coolest person in the world. Really? Now, I'm sure there might be one or two assholes in the country, right. but, but, but so far, every single one that I've met, whether it's been here, over there in Australia, they've just been amazing, amazing people. So uh, I definitely want to get to New Zealand. Okay. Top five favorite foods. <sighs> this is one of those ones that's just like, it's tough, right? Yeah. Um, so, okay, I'm going to say right now, um, the pork chop at Perry's okay. uh, is, is up there. Uh, Perry's is a steakhouse here in, in Texas. They do this pork chop. Again, it, it's on my Instagram post. Of, it's become my traditional birthday dinner. Mm-hmm. It's called a seven-finger chop because it's seven fingers high. Wow. Uh, they come and they carve it at the table. It's got, it, it, it actually has some ribs attached to it. And you get the ribs, you get the chop, and then this place called the eye, piece called the eyebrow. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, I'm, I'm going to go with that. Um, uh, I got to throw some desserts in there. I, you know, a really good cinnamon roll is really, really, really tough to beat. <laughs> um, pumpkin pie is my 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 you know favorite pie. Um, love a you know really really nice steak. Um, and uh, let's see, what, what's a good Italian dish? Uh, how about some veal parmesan? Mm-hmm. Um, I, again, being Italian and growing up on the East Coast, they eat veal. Uh, and down here in Texas, it's tough to get veal. So anytime I'm in an Italian, a nice Italian restaurant that's got veal. I get, you know, I get some veal. To be honest with you, I just even like a nice little veal cutlet. You know, I don't even need the Parmesan end of it. <laughs> but uh, how many is that? That's five. five. Yeah, that's five. Okay. Um, <laughs> top five jewelry choices. Uh, well, I'm going to do this not necessarily from my wearing standpoint, because okay. uh, other than a watch, I don't wear jewelry. <laughs> um, so I'll do it as in, you know, kind of what I like, yes. you know, to, uh, to, to see, a, you know, a, a woman. Mm-hmm. But uh, I am going to throw out one. Uh, my, my class ring is a blue topaz, and I love, I do love the... Uh, you know, but it, it's a lighter blue topaz. So it almost looks like an aquamarine. Mm-hmm. So um, probably one of my favorite stones, I guess, if I had, you know, I had to, to pick a stone. So we'll, we'll do we'll do a, a blue topaz. But, you know, from, from a woman's standpoint, I'm more of a classic um, type. Uh, to be honest with you, I'm not even, 
I want to say this the wrong way, but a lot of even like the, you know, the Tracy Lynn stuff is so blingy and a lot of it's over the top and stuff. And that's just not my, my personal style. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm simple. I like a, you know, woman, nice little, you know, nice little, you know, diamond pendant or something, you mm-hmm. know, some nice little diamond earrings, mm-hmm. little tennis bracelet, mm-hmm. you know, just simple, simple stuff like that. But, you know, Everyday again, diamonds are class. Thing. Yeah. Even dressing up, though, you know, I, again, I'm not. There's very little in my life that I that I like to think, maybe other than eating sweets, that I'm over the top on, right? Okay. I mean, I I believe you know that moderation in anything is is probably a a, a good thing, right? right. Uh, but but to each his own on style, you know, that's just my style, right? I'm not a. Again, remember I was telling the story about getting into the jewelry business, I. I said to myself, I know nothing about fashion. Right. I don't know nothing about jewelry, right? right. Uh, so it's it's just it's not my true area of, of of expertise. But my personal tastes tend to go more on the simple side, the elegant side. Uh, you know that real 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 classy. So um, you know again, nice 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 watch. Uh, you know one or two rings you know i don't need rings on every finger uh <laughs> nice little tennis bracelet okay. you know a little some diamond you know earrings or whatever but uh, n- nothing nothing out of control nothing outrageous gotcha <laughs> yeah so the last one is but i'll sell it i <laughs> know <laughs> that's right <laughs> but i'll sell it <laughs> last one top five moments in your career Wow. Um, again, you can go so many ways because I've had kind of so many different careers, right? Um, so I will go, um, my graduation from the Naval Academy has to be, you know, up in there, right? Because that's that's the foundation for everything. And, And those four years at the Academy were, you know, obviously not, not easy years. So the, the sense of a relief, the sense of accomplishment. And, you know, the friendships, my best friends to this day are the guys I went to the Naval Academy with, you know, mm. um, even, I mean, we had a group chat and, and like, for example, uh, you know, when COVID started last year, we actually started doing like group Zooms. And so I graduated, my, my group that I graduated with was 30 of us that graduated together, mm. you know, went through school together and graduated. Uh, at one of our Zooms last, you know, year during the pandemic, we had 24 of us on the Zoom, you know. Um, yeah, just tight. I mean, those are my, you know, my best friends. So, you know, besides the education, besides the friendship, you know, it kind of set the path, obviously set the path and the course for my entire life. Right. Uh, so I'm going to have to, you know, put that one up there. Okay. Um I'll give one more military one. Um, back in 08, I was mo- recalled to active duty and sent to Iraq for a year. And um, I, I was, very, again, very fortunate, very lucky. Uh, I was in the in the green zone, you know, in, in, in Baghdad at the embassy compound. I had a great job that if it was anywhere else in the world other than Iraq, it had been, I was the military liaison to the U.S. Embassy's Economics Department. So my primary focus was, you know, reconstruction economic issues, trying to rebuild their economy. 
Uh, and, you know, I was bouncing back and forth between the military and the, and the State Department and the civilians at the embassy. So, right. uh, again, especially now that it's done and I, you know, managed to get myself out of there mm-hmm. in one piece and all, phenomenal experience. I learned, you know, so much um, about the world, mm-hmm. about war, um, about our government. Uh, about other branches of the military, even other nations, because I, you know, we worked with, uh, at one time, my boss was an Australian army colonel, you know, uh, was my direct boss. Uh, You know, I got to, one of my jobs was I had uh, a monthly meeting with the Japanese embassy. Uh, I was the the Japanese embassy's point of contact into the U.S. military. Uh, So, yeah, you know, just tremendous experiences. Uh, there for a while, uh, again, my job was to uh, help. The Iraqis had this basically the equivalent of a cabinet meeting. Mm-hmm. It was at the prime minister's house, uh, you know, you know, and all the his ministers, which over there, the ministers are like our, you know, cabinet members. Mm-hmm. Um, and my job in, in, in classic American function my job was to go to the their national security advisor who was organizing the meeting mm-hmm. and tell him what the American general wanted their prime minister to talk about in his meeting. Wow. <laughs> and uh, that was my job. And then, <laughs> but I got to go to this meeting. So I can actually say I was at a foreign government, wow. you know, cabinet meeting. Right. I'd sit there again against the wall had no interaction during the meetings. I'm just sitting there like a good little uh, commander. And and um, so, again, great experience. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So there two, I'll give two from the military there. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to say, um, you know, my... Um, my high school wrestling career, I got to, to wrestle for my dad. He was my coach. And, uh, uh, you know, I was my senior year, you know, regional champ. And, you know, just, just coming in, you know, went to states and, and all that. Just every time I came off the mat, you know, as a victor and was able to, you know, go give my dad a hug. Right. Uh, I, think, I think I would put those, you know, moments up there as well. Um, Got two more. Two more. Uh, I guess Tracy Lynn wise would be, have to be like, you know, when I had made it up to, you know, the title was called um, Emerald Director and I was actually close to becoming a Platinum Director. I had that really large team, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, and, and, and got to, got to speak at the national convention and all that. So, uh, again, because I enjoyed being up on that stage and, and, and teaching and, and mentoring. Right. Uh, so that takes care of that. Uh, civilian job-wise, let's see, what can I put on that one? Um, I guess it, you know, at times, um, you know, there was a, a situation just, you know, uh, managed to to help a, 
a customer out of a you know really tough situation mm-hmm. uh you know was able to you know kind of help them out and get them going in the right direction and all so i think that would be the, the, the fifth one. one that's yeah. awesome that's awesome <clears throat> But it is coming to a close. And um, at this moment, you can do your shout out, social media, last words. And then I have one last final question. And then we're going to get up out of here. So my Instagram is at racer92, R-A-C-E-S-R-9-2. My um, Snapchat is uh, subracer92. Mm -hmm. So uh, those submarine guy. Um, (laughs) Racer's. I won't tell the story, but racer is my nickname. I've been called that since I, since before I was born. There's a good story, but we don't need another story. But uh, on the next installment, we can talk yes, about the story of sure. my nickname. For sure, for sure, we have to get that. We have to get that because that's way different from Marty. <laughs> yeah, no, and like I said, I was called I was called that before I was born. So oh. I've had that nickname since before I was born. So. <laughs> All right. Do you have any last words or anything to leave with my uh, fans and or your fans? No, I just want to say th- thanks for, uh, you know, inviting me on. Nope. Uh, enjoyed it. Sorry about the technical difficulties. And, uh, <laughs> y- you know, again, last word of advice, you know, just uh, make the most out of life. It, it flies by way too quick. And, uh, you know, uh, and again, the, the pandemic here is, is proven how fragile and precious it is. And so go make the most of it. For sure. So last but not least is the question of the day. Um, what bothers you about the industry and what would be your solution to help fixing it? I know industry is very. Nothing. nothing. <laughs> very yeah. <laughs> nothing like ending on like some little just uh, <laughs> quick, easy note there. <laughs> Um, try to get me to solve the world's problem. Right. right. Um, yeah, you know, I think this applies to, to almost all industries and, and the yeah. world in general today. Yeah. Um, I wish people would have more empathy. Mm. Um, we just need more empathy. Uh, we're so divided, uh, as a nation, yeah. um, and, you know, people bring that into, into work and, and, and everything, you know? So, uh, my solution is let's just all have a little more empathy for each other and make the world a better place. Mm. Well, y'all heard it here first on So Hollywood Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for coming through. Um, it's been well overdue. We, like I said before, we've known each other for some years, uh, via social media. I don't even think we physically yeah. have been, in the same room. Did we not meet at I I thought we Did met we? at a some sort of jewelry event in in Virginia or something. It's possible. It's possible cuz I did I did I did a lot of um like fashion shows and a lot of those type of yeah. events as well. So I think it was I think like I said I think we initially met in person and then obviously cuz I remember in touch. Holly 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 Jefferson was our mutual yeah. friend. Oh, okay. And so, okay. I, and then I have realized that you all knew each other, and I think you did um, something for the core core models because we had either a scavenger hunt, and you all were a part of that. And um, yeah, I I came 
Yeah, I remember. Yeah, I did that jewelry event. Yeah. Or I, you know, I, I okay, did yeah, jewelry yeah. At, at a core model thing. Okay, it's go. all coming together. Yeah, now. there you go. Because I was like, wait, <laughs> let me, I know. We we did do, I was in, I know I've, we've met actually in person, not just online. Right, 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 right. Well, I appreciate you for even stopping through. Um, this is episode 70. If you want to leave them with anything else, you can. If not, we're going to get up out of here and I'm going to give my shout outs. And um, yeah, until next time, I guess we can. Talk more about um your the your name at the end of the day. <laughs> so yeah, if you have anything we'll else, we'll do. No, go ahead. Nope. Thanks a lot. No problem. So guys, follow me on Instagram m i s s hollywood three one three. Don't forget to follow the podcast. Um, like, share, subscribe. Go to www.allofhollywood.biz. Uh, September first, I will be switching platforms because Instagram is is. Is, is fucking some situations up right now so <laughs> so yeah just keep a lookout um i will have updates for you guys but until next time if you guys want to advertise with me go to so so hollywood the podcast at gmail.com um and like i said before thank you for tuning in thank you for being a part of so hollywood the podcast episode 70 <laughs> have a good day thank you again <laughs> Is it me or was it hot? So Hollywood. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Hey. Hey. Uh huh. hot in female so Hollywood. So Hollywood. Is it who? Is it me or is it hot in here? Is it me or is it hot in here? To be a guest on So Hollywood the Podcast, just email So Hollywood the Podcast at gmail.com or follow me on Instagram, So Hollywood the Podcast and M I S S Hollywood 313. To be a guest on So Hollywood the Podcast, just email So Hollywood the Podcast at gmail.com or follow me on Instagram, So Hollywood the Podcast and M I S S Hollywood 313. Looking to book your next studio session? Contact Session 420 at www.greenleafgang.com.